Hello, Penn Medicine, and welcome to the Well Focused Podcast. I'm Mitch Sherman, and today we have our first returning guest, employee, health and well-being coordinator, and member of the Well Focused team, Emily McPeak. Emily, how are you doing today? Good. That's so exciting. First returning guest. Thanks, Mitch. That's a yeah, you are. You are our first guest and our first returning guest, so we are an esteemed company. Awesome. I'm happy to be here. Thanks again for having me. Um, I am Emily McPeak again with the, the Well Focus team, uh, Employee Health and Being Coordinator, and coming up on almost five years at Penn Medicine, so that's exciting too. That's kind of crazy. I mean, I know I started here a little over a year and a half ago, and I remember you were about you know three and a half years when I started, so hearing five, I'm like, well, I guess it makes sense, but still it's kind of, whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. It's all exciting now. Yeah. So, listeners, the reason why we have Emily on today is we run a presentation called Finding the Silver Lining or Not. And what this talks about a lot is toxic positivity. And this is something we've, uh, we've noticed a lot in the last year and a half, especially in the midst of the pandemic and, you know, the social and political climate and a lot of people being stressed out and therefore preaching, you know, positivity. However, there are examples of how this positivity can be toxic. So, I'm going to hand it over to Emily and ask, you know, how would you define toxic positivity? Yeah, I love this presentation. I think it is it is so uh, powerful now, right? Like because everybody out there is spreading all of the, these good vibes only, right? Like I think that's all over all the social media. So, so this sense of toxic positivity is really that feeling of acting happy and cheerful when you're really not right? It's that sense of inauthentic happiness, right? It's dismissive of genuine emotions, right? So always acting like, oh, everything is all right, right? Or, or you hear these phrases or say these phrases, these just phrases, just cheer up and it'll be okay. Just keep going. Don't worry about it. Like that's not really helpful, right? And it's dismissive of what is actually going on uh, within our bodies and within the world. So this is a uh, toxic positivity is the the inauthentic happiness, if you will, like, and it can damage your relationship personally, professionally, um, and all around it. I think one of the stats that I, I think is really interesting is that 67.8% of people said that they experienced toxic positivity from somebody in the past week. And I think after hearing what it is, right, that that just cheer up or just keep going, I, I wonder if that number would, would increase or if people listening here have experienced that and, and can fall within that percentage. Yeah, and you know, you talk about your relationships personally or professionally, but also intrapersonally and like your relationship with yourself. Because like you said, being honest with your emotions and feelings, and if you're not able to acknowledge like, hey, you know, I'm not having such a good day or a good week or month or however long, you know, it's been a year and a half since pandemic started, and maybe that's how long people haven't been feeling so great. There's no productivity in denying yourself those emotions and allowing the acceptance of that to be, you know, step one of healing from wherever, whatever you're struggling with. I love that. I think one of the one of the things I try to practice myself is like an honest check-in. So when like I say an honest check-in, it really means like, okay, well, like, how am I really doing, right? Like, am I really doing okay? Or am I just pretending like everything is fine, right? Um, I like to use like the, this practice uh, of looking at my emojis, right? What is my most frequently used emoji? And is it the smiley face, right? Am I am I constantly sending out these smiley faces to everybody when really, am I really all that smiley? I feel like our society today has just kind of um, 
use this sense of you're either happy or you're depressed, right? There's really no in-between. Nobody really wants to talk about the in-between. And it's just kind of like you use this happiness as a Band-Aid and you're just kind of masking all of your other emotions. And that can be really detrimental to to really feeling real feelings, right? Uh, I heard a phrase the other day that I think is is so relevant and it really stuck with me. It's not that I'm a messy person, it's I'm a feeling person in a messy world. Um, and I love that, right? Like you're a feeling person. So feel those feels. Yeah, I love that too. And I, I like that we're preaching to be honest with yourself and, you know, allow yourself to feel those things because I feel like we kind of have this idea that you're always supposed to be striving for happiness. And if it is kind of interesting that being content is almost not an option. You're sort of chasing this fleeting emotion of happiness that's hard to come by and you need the other feelings to sort of appreciate being happy when you are and i think social media plays such a role in that right like uh, during the pandemic it was all, all like especially in the beginning i know a bunch of my friends were posting like oh they now make soda bread and they now knit and all of these hobbies that they're just excelling at and i was sitting there like well what's wrong with me some days it's a win if i brush my teeth I was like, for me, that's where I am. Like that is a, that is an honest truth. But I felt like I was constantly exposing myself to everyone else's highlight reel, essentially, um, and that's dangerous too. Definitely. And and when you talk about social media, it's really easy to compare yourself to what you're seeing. You're looking at what they want you to share. So you know, an analogy I like to use is you know maybe my freshman sophomore year in college. I'm an exercise science major or was an exercise science major. So, you know, I was taking bio, chem, anatomy, physics, all that super fun Sounds stuff. Sounds so if you fun, will. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not miss it. But, you know, maybe Sunday to Thursday, I'm studying most of the night in the library in various study places. But, you know, maybe Friday night or Saturday, I might be at a football game tailgate and I will post a picture on Instagram there. And it might say like, oh, you know, Mitch is having the time of his life in college. And it's like, you know what? Like I'm posting a picture of when I'm having a good time. I'm not posting a picture of the other four days in the week where, you know, I'm in the library reading about, you know, electrons and whatever. So I'm choosing what people want to see. Exactly. I did this the other day and you would think that I'd be more in tune with it by now, but I really, um, I took it like a half day mental health day. I just couldn't, I didn't have the brain capacity to work anymore. I just needed a break, right? I, I recognized that. I was like, all right, I'm just going to take a half day and took the half day, took my, my little dog, Charlie, for like a nice hike through the woods. And that's what I posted on my Snapchat, Instagram, whatever it was. I posted a him in the woods and it was a beautiful picture. And I was like, I, I just projected that everything is fine, right? That I'm enjoying nature and everything and I'm I'm out living in the world and having a great day when really like nobody knew the backstory that I took a, a mental health half day, right? So it's just that that paradox of, of living in everybody's highlight reel. Yeah, walking your dog through the woods, awesome, needing to take a half day for your mental health, you know, maybe what led you there isn't so awesome. So. And like you said, you're not advertising that you had a stressful half day. But yes, yeah, so, you know, we're talking about being honest with ourselves. We're talking about, you know, comparing to others. Are there any other telltale signs of toxic positivity to look for? Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think it's 
it's really important to notice that like yes we can look on the bright side of things like we're not we're not saying that you can't say oh well, like i'm just gonna switch the perspective right i'm not saying that i'm saying it's it's the sense of always trying to be happy right like always trying to find this sense of happiness um which will really get into that's why it's so toxic is because we're constantly at that that higher end where we're always masking everything else um if if we are accepting of like yeah, today's a really great day and like I'm gonna look on the bright side. That's awesome, right? But it's also at the same time being able to say like, this was a really crappy day, right? Like this was a really bad day and being accepting of that. So I think some of the other ways to identify this toxic positivity is, is to really look for like, are, how often are you or those around you putting on that poker face, right? It's so easy to just put that, that face up and just keep trudging on, right? Keep going through the day, like everything is fine. Everything is fine. Um, and I want to be sensitive here because I know some of uh, the people watching are probably frontline healthcare employees, right? And and sometimes they need to put that poker face on to go into a patient's room, right? And to, to go deal with something really hard. And that poker face is going to be so important to protecting their own feelings. But being able to identify who and when they can take that poker face off. Right. Who can they who can they really confide in? Who can they tell all their, their deep, dark secrets to? Right. Um, so that's that. Be mindful of the poker face. It's one way to identify it. Another way is to, to how often are you or those around you chasing happiness? Right. We talked about that sense of contentment. I'm very guilty of this. I'm always doing 17 million things. So I'm going, I'm be like, oh, well, this will be cool. This is cool. Oh, I'll go look into this or, oh, I should be doing that. And it's always like, well, what's the next thing? For me, that's, it's been something that I've been trying to work on and narrow down what I really like to do and what I really want to do. Um, but this sense of uh, chasing happiness is because there's no contentment, right? They're, you're just not comfortable with where you are. So it's really taking a minute and seeing, being present in, in where you are and what you have around you. Another one here is that that comparative suffering that you touched on, right? That that sense of we're comparing ourselves to so everyone else's social media, right? This comparative suffering is the sense of of oh well they have it so much worse than I do. Okay, well they might have it worse, but that doesn't mean that your feelings and your emotions aren't valid, right? That doesn't mean that what you're going through isn't hard too. There's just a different type of hard. Nobody else lives your life. So whatever somebody else is going through, yes, could be really hard for them, but does not negate your your hardships. Um, I think that's a huge one. I think, and that's we can be so dismissive of our own feelings because somebody else will always have it worse. Genuinely, we have to be recognizing that that what we're going through is really hard. Uh, and you made some points that really resonate with me. You know, the chasing happiness is something that I've fallen victim to as well. Hey, you'll get this job, you'll be happy. Hey, you move, you'll be happy. Hey, after this vacation, you'll be good. And you know, you get those things and you realize that what you're really seeking is not coming from this external source. And yeah, and with regards to comparative suffering, you know, we I guess we sort of talked about comparative thriving earlier with looking at someone's quote unquote highlight reel on, on social media, but suffering too. You know, my, my dad's friend was going through a lot last year and, you know, my dad was also stressed about some things and he would say, uh, you know what, could be worse, I could be him and dealing with X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, you know, yeah, that, that could be breaking down pound for pound like a tougher situation, but that is not discrediting that you're having a hard time yourself. And if you ignore that because you're making it, uh, making these feelings dispensable, then that's not going to do you any good. 
And I, I definitely think that that's important to highlight. And, you know, when you talk about putting on a poker face and, and knowing which people to talk to and confide in, I think that's a huge thing to look at, too, because no one's going to get through everything alone and you need to have support systems. And I think that's what is important about finding these right support systems and having bad weather friends, if you will, or fair weather friends, if you will. And I don't know if these terms are something that you want to dive into a little bit. Yeah, I love this. And I think this really touches on, uh, gets to the root of why this toxic positivity can be so detrimental and so dangerous to to our lives. And and these five things, right, like this uh, this first one here I want to talk about is this negative jar buildup. If you think of uh, you're carrying around a jar full of all of your emotions, right, and it could be any emotion, happiness, sadness, anger, anxious, your jar is going to be pretty full, right? Your jar is going to keep filling up. Um, especially if we keep the lid on, right? If we keep that lid on our jars and we just are carrying it, carrying it around with us. Um, so the example I want to use here is, uh, if you will, think of carrying the jar um, and then you're carrying your jar, you say to somebody around you, oh, my cat just died. And that person turns around and says, oh, it's okay, you can get a new one. That could just be the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Like that could just be the emotion that just made it all too hard to carry. So that could be that exploding of the jar, right? If you think of, of that emotion going in and that's it, you're done, right? Be like, well, how is that helpful, right? How is that going to, to make me feel any better about my cat just dying, right? Like it's, it's just not, right? Uh, there's such a better way to say that. You could just say, oh, I'm really sorry you're going through that. Is there anything I can do? Do you want to talk about it, right? And that gets us right into this the sense of fair weather, bad weather friends, right? Who are those people in our lives that we can we can really unleash all of our bad weather to, right? That they're going to be there through the storm, that they're going to be there through the ups and the downs, and they're going to be accepting and uh, supportive of us, right? I have my, my mom. I use her as my example all the time. She hears the good, bad, the ugly, all the in-between, uh, whether she wants to or not sometimes, but she gets it all. Um, she's one of my, my bad weather friends, but uh, I definitely have some other bad weather friends that I know that uh, I can just say to them like, hey, I'm going through something really hard or I just lost my job. And they'll turn around and say, is there anything I can do, right? What, what can I do to help you? It's just that sense of, of accepting that emotion, that feeling, and being able to be there for that person. Whereas on the flip side, you have the, the fair weather friends. The fair weather friends, you can say the same thing too, right? You say, I just lost my job. And they'll turn around and say like, oh, well, did you know it's National Potato Day? And they'll say, oh, well, cool, right? Like that'll just try to make you happy, right? That it's National Potato Day. Um, so really being able to identify who our bad weather friends are, and in the sense of being able to to unleash, unleash some of our jar feelings, right? To those bad weather friends. So that's like a nice visual, right? You're carrying around your jar, find your bad weather friend, give them some of those feelings in your jar, your jar is able to accept more, to feel more. So that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, again, not saying we don't need our fair weather friends, right? I, we need them to be able to go out for drinks on a Friday night or whatever it may be, but we definitely need to confine a little bit more in our bad weather friends. Yeah, I, I like your identifying that a fair weather friend is okay. But then further identification of which are fair weather friends and which are bad weather friends, I think is the key takeaway here. Because like you said, it's great to have somebody that you can text on a Friday night and say, hey, let's go get a beer. Let's watch the game. Let's watch something else. I don't know. 
but then knowing, hey, when you're struggling through something, that's not a person that you're going to seek out to confide in and therefore potentially set yourself up to be disappointed and therefore feeling very upset as a result of it. And I think part of that too is uh, it, it's not that you're asking the person to solve all of your problems, right? Like you're not, you're not asking them to fix the issue. You're just want somebody there, right? And if you're on that receiving end and somebody says something really hard to you, you don't have to fix their problem, right? Like you don't have to be the solution. You just have to be that that supportive person. You could just say, that's really hard, but I'm here if you need to talk, right? Or, or I'm really sorry you're going through that. I'm here if you need anything. That validating that their emotions are valid um, and being that support system. And you know, these are really great strategies in terms of finding ways to combat this toxic positivity, if you will, you know, being honest with yourself, identifying your fair and bad weather friends, not letting things build up so you have that straw that breaks your camel's back. Do you have any other strategies to help combat this toxic positivity? Yeah, of course. One of the first ones right, right off the bat is limiting your time online limit all types of online usage, right? That could be good and bad, right? That Yes, there's some influencers out there and there's some social media accounts that are, are cool, right? And they promote all this positive uh, vibes in the world and and maybe you can learn all these cool recipes and all of that good stuff. So, so there is the positive to the social media world, but the, on the flip side, this sense of always constantly exposing yourself to people's highlight reel. Um, so just limiting that limiting the good and the bad, right? Um, I set limits on my phone. It's quick, easy in the settings. Um, I think I'm at an hour of all my combined social media times. Um, so that's where uh, I haven't hit it in a couple of days. So I'm kind of proud of myself for that. So just limiting your time online. Um, and then this sense of, of deep acting. So if you think of this as like a, a surface level acting is when you're just kind of saying, oh yeah, everything's fine. So an example I like to think of for this is like if you're you're in the, at the coffee station at work, right? And and somebody turns around and says, "Oh, hey, Mitch, how you doing today?" And you turn around and you say, "Oh, I'm doing good, thanks. How are you?" When really you could be going something really hard, right? Like you could have just got off a really hard call or de dealt with really difficult emails or or something personal might be going on, right? So this sense of deep acting is I could ask you the same question. Hey, Mitch, how are you doing? And you could turn around and say, you know, I'm actually really not having a good day. Like I'm kind of down today, but thanks for asking. Right. You're, you're just kind of you're allowing yourself to admit you have those feelings. Right. You are accepting of those feelings and emotions um, and you're practicing their, them outwardly. Right? You're telling the world this is what you're going through. Um, and that's that sense of just being honest and genuine with your feelings um, and letting the world know them, right? And and not saying I'm going to turn around and say, oh, well, well, what can I do? Like, do you want to talk? Like, I can say that and that could just open the door to a whole nother conversation. Or I could just kind of be like National Potato Day and just say, oh, yeah, okay, well, hope it gets better and like go on my day, right? Just being able for for your personal use to practice this deep acting. Um, I've been trying to do it with my neighbors because I'm not in the office anymore and I'm not at the coffee station as much. So if I see somebody, oh, have a really busy day, that could be really stressful. But thanks for asking. Hope you have a good one and on my way, right? So just that constant practicing of this deep acting. Um, and I think there's 
one more that I think we can touch on that kind of will wrap up the whole thing is is being grateful for the things we have, right? The, the three good things practice. I love this little practice. Set a timer on your phone for one minute, two minutes, whatever you have the time for. And in that space, think of three good things that happened to you that day. How they make you feel? Um, I like to use the example of a good cup of coffee. Sometimes a good cup of coffee just hits different. So that's gonna be something really to be grateful for. So this sense of setting that timer and only focusing on three good things uh, will really help ground yourself in where you are in that day. One thing that seems to be recurring throughout this conversation is being honest with yourself. And you know, you'd like other people to be honest with you too. I mean, sometimes honesty isn't always, you know, there's a time and place for it, I guess. But being honest with yourself and you know, when you do acknowledge that, hey, maybe you're not feeling so hot, that when you do feel better, you are having that moment of gratitude, like, hey, I do feel good right now. And and that does go a long way, for sure. And in terms of feeling grateful or thankful, uh, that does bring me to uh, my last question for you. Um, I do like to end these podcasts with a fun question <laughs> pertaining to the topic or not pertaining to the topic. I see you laughing, you remember. So the last time I had you on, I actually asked about, uh, it was around Easter, and I asked you about your favorite like side dish for Easter. So this is released around Thanksgiving time. So I'm going to ask you your favorite side dish for Thanksgiving. Oh, goodness. That's hard, because it's probably the same as my Easter, the pineapple stuffing. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Oh, there's side pineapple dish. stuffing for both holidays. Well, yeah, we make it okay. for every holiday. Okay. <laughs> but maybe like um, a green bean casserole, but with fresh green beans. Oh, I love it. It's so oh, good. I am shaking my head in in disagreement. I'm going stuffing. Stuffings. Yeah. I mean, to each Not pineapple room, stuffing. Just I've regular. Never, I still stuffing. haven't had it. I still haven't had it. I know I said I would try it before, and I still haven't. I haven't had any occasions, and I'm worried what my mom's response would be if I requested pineapple stuffing. So It's really, I love it. I think I love it because it's so sweet. I really have a sweet tooth. So yeah, but then, but then you're going with green bean casserole. That's not like sweet, yeah, is but it? Yeah, but it's, it's not sweet. No, but I couldn't pick pineapple stuffing again, so. Okay, maybe I would. Those are my top dish. two for Thanksgiving. And our gotcha. deep fried turkey. We do a deep okay. fried turkey. So okay, that's, like, that's always a good choice too. Yeah. But uh, but Emily, thank you so much for being our ret first returning guest on the Well Focused podcast, and I hope you have a great rest of your day with limited to no toxic positivity. Yeah. Thanks, Mitch.